Welcome to Healthcare Hacks and Connections Podcast. Here you will learn all things podcasting, acquire amazing tips and tricks required to transform your podcast into an essential tool to grow your business. On this show, we will bring in expert guests from across the healthcare spectrum. They will share their personal stories, discuss their struggles, and give real examples of how a podcast helped to grow their business. Now let's head into this week's episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a special guest with us. This guy I have been following since 2018. Um, He's really inspired me along my journey when I was pursuing PT and everything. And I think he's going to inspire you guys as well. Guest I have with today is James Norris. He is the Handicapable Athlete and motivational speaker. He founded Handicapable Fitness with the goal of using individual experiences to better the handicapable community through constituents uh, dialogue and action. I hope more. So he, his hope is to have more than anything that HCF uh, becomes a way for us all to learn from each other. I've been seeing James being, he's doing jujitsu. He's doing tough mud runners. He's doing Spartan races. So I just can't wait to hear and just from a, a fan standpoint of his journey and here are some more things. So, uh, James, can you introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them a little bit about what you do? Nate, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity and thank you so much for supporting Handicapable Fitness since 2018. I'm so glad that you've been able to get some value out, out of it. But again, thank you so much for having me on the show. As Nate said, I'm James Norris. I'm 35 years old and have several palsy. Over the last seven years through fitness and nutrition, I've lost about 65 pounds. I worked in radio for six years before starting Handicapable Fitness Mm -hmm. and originally led me on my fitness journey was growing up. I didn't know anything about fitness, nutrition. It just wasn't in my wheelhouse. Uh, But after I lost my job in radio, I really started to develop some depression, gain some unhealthy habits in terms of eating unhealthy, drinking alcohol, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I get around on my knees because of the cerebral palsy. And I remember coming home one day, coming up the stairs. I live on the second floor of my house. And then my bedroom's actually on the third floor. And I was sweating like I ran the Boston Marathon. And at this time, I was only like 26 or 27. Yeah. And I was like, man, I got to do something. So I joined a gym, again, knew nothing about working out. And I would literally go there every day and do the same workout. Finally, a trainer saw me, he's like, listen, he goes, you come in here like a crazy man. He goes, you're working out. He's like, let me design a program around you, your challenges and your goals. And let's see what we can make happen. One thing led to another. And like I said, we've been able to lose about 65 pounds through that. And Handicapable Fitness started simply just because I wanted to document my own journey to show my friends and family everything that I was doing because all the things I was doing, I had never done before. But what fitness has done for me, it allowed me to discover that inner athlete in myself that I had always been chasing, right? And then I said to myself, well, nobody wants to sit here and watch me do bicep curls all day, every day. (laughs) So so 
if I'm doing something like this, there has to be other people with similar situations and challenges that are doing like-minded things. So let me document them. So that's when I took the social media pages and I started to document other people with spinal cord injuries, cerebral palsy, spina bifida, whatever the case may be, because as people are aimlessly scrolling through Instagram, I want them to see themselves represented on the page and be like, oh, what do you mean I can go do a Spartan race? There was an amputee that did it. I'm an amputee. I can go do it too. And next thing you know, there's a passion and there's a spark lit, lit up in somebody else. So with that, I'll let you ask any questions. And then if. Yes. So, I mean, guys, that doesn't inspire you already just from that little entrance, like, man, that's, it's awesome. And, you know, I just want to talk about like, how, how was it growing that community? Because I know me myself, like if someone approached me, it's hard for me to share the stories, but how was it like approaching these people and be like, Hey, I really want to highlight you and them kind of having a little bit reserved from it. Or were they were just like, yeah, put me on there, show other people, you know, what I can do. Yeah. A hundred and ten percent. I, I really lucked out there in the beginning because mm-hmm. most people were very receptive to the idea. And literally how I found all these amazing athletes was just looking through the hashtags of Instagram going adaptive fitness, adaptive sports, mm-hmm. adaptive CrossFit, whatever the case may be, cerebral palsy, spina bifida. And mm-hmm. just looking in these hashtags, then I would send these people a DM and say, Hey, this is what I'm trying to do. I absolutely love what you're doing. Would you mind if I throw your video up on the page and I'll obviously, you know, throw you in the caption, giving you the credit so people can come to you to mm-hmm. get more inspiration. And people really were sincerely open to it and awesome. And I mean, it's been, it's been a wild ride, man. I mean, I just want to say thank you because it's been very humbling. You reached out to me the other day after hearing me on Clubhouse. And when you said that, you had been following the the page since 2018. I'm like, wow, that is crazy. That like, it's super humbling when I hear stuff like that. So, yeah. so thank you and thank you to everybody else in the handicapped community who supports us. Yeah, and I mean, so the way that that journey even started to following you is, I was a volunteer at a place called uh, PTN, and it's specific to helping kids with disabilities handicapped disabilities and they saw kids with CP and motor learning issues at very young ages. And I remember one that that really inspired me because we were trying to teach them how to uh, use a walker. Right. And uh, theirs was a a little more of a severe CP just because they didn't have like um, the audible, Mm -hmm. they couldn't communicate. So it was interesting because I myself, even as a volunteer and the PT, I saw we had to learn patience and being patient with the patient and knowing when to push and when not to push the patient to complete tasks, right? But by the time that I left that that volunteer opportunity a year that it uh, took, we were able to teach that patient how to use their walker completely. and, And it was amazing to see, it made me cry. And I was just like, I helped do that. That was what I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and then from there, I went into another clinic, which was in, in a hospital. 
and theirs is a TBI clinic and seeing more interesting cases and being inspired again, even more. And, you know, just seeing what these people are, are able to do and, and they're capable of, they are just like me and you, whoever's listening out there, right? Like there's no, nothing different that, than what, what they want to do. They, their, their aspirations, their goals in life and things like that. And, and being able to help them to be able to do that. And even like, really like when we did like pool exercises, seeing these people that in a wheelchair, they can't walk. Right. But then we got in the pool, they were inching slowly. It's like the light came through on this person and it was just like, and they were like, man, that they're like, that made my, like my whole, (laughs) my whole journey worth it. Everything worth it. Just that little bit during that time. And it was, it was awesome. You know, seeing Uh that I love that. And you know what? You hit the nail on the head there in so many points and as to why I do the things I do with Handicapable Fitness. And because Joe, the trainer that I worked with, the first trainer to come up to me and Ken and Craig and everybody I've worked with, but specifically Joe, he had confidence in me when I didn't yet have confidence in myself. And that's, that's what pushed me. And so I thank you or the work that you do, because mm. I know that you're making a huge difference in this world and a huge difference in these people's lives, even if they don't vocalize it necessarily. Yeah. The thing is, you'll never understand the impact that you're having on their life. So thank you for that. Definitely. I mean, there's so many stories I could go into because then when I was actually hired in a PT clinic, I was working with a, a patient that was thing like amputee and you're teaching them how to rewalk again. By the time like a year came, then be able to go out and run like a 5k on their own and come back like, man, you guys like, like so grateful. And me, me and the PT were like, crying over in the corner and and just like being able to say like we had an impact in someone's life to that extent to be able to have uh give them the, the the power to run and to feel confident in themselves again and i think that's i know a lot of the, my listeners are healthcare providers so i just want you guys to know like how awesome that is to help these communities out like this. And if you're not, I would suggest you do, because I think you'll learn a lot Mm -hmm. about yourself and you'll also, one, you'll learn patience, you'll learn consistency, you'll learn leadership, you'll learn uh, how to teach and correction uh, better. And Mm -hmm. it's just amazing at what, uh, is able to, to be accomplished. And going back to that, like, let's talk about your recent trainer that you went to Mike Boyle and and talk about that experience of going there, because I think that's also good for the listeners because they can kind of put themselves in his shoes a little bit and see what was able to occur. Yeah. So I've had the privilege over the last two and a half, three years or so to workout at Mike Ball Strength Conditioning. Uh, first, under the coaching of Ken Whittier, who is now the assistant strength conditioning coach for the Boston Bruins. And currently I work with Craig Seidenglantz, who's another phenomenal 
uh, fitness professional. Those guys are absolutely amazing, but to just, and I attribute most of my success that I've had when it comes to walking and, and doing the things that I'm doing now, get, getting up and getting out of the wheelchair and, and yeah. being able to use AFOs, attribute my success to those guys. Um, but to just give the listeners a little bit of a background of how that journey started, uh, my, my friend and former boss at one of the radio stations I worked at was working out at Mike Bowles Strength Conditioning. He goes, hey, James, he goes, I see all this work that you're putting in at the commercial gym, and it's absolutely awesome. Um, but I, I go to this place, Mike Bowles Strength Conditioning. I think they could help you make some huge you know, progress. So I said, okay. I looked it up. And I saw that they predominantly work with professional athletes. And I was like, well, one, I'm not a professional athlete. And two, what's the price tag there? Like that's gotta be, that's gotta be some big bucks. He's like, oh, don't, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Just come with me. So in the meantime, and I didn't know this till a couple of years ago, but Jason went to Ken and said, Hey, Ken, I have a buddy that's lost a bunch of weight. And he would really love to work out here. Can I bring him in? So Ken was like, yeah, sure, bring him in. But Jason didn't tell him that I had cerebral palsy. Yeah. So I I roll in the gym with my electric wheelchair. And Ken had to figure out somewhat of a program right there on the spot a little bit. Mm-hmm. And one thing, one thing led to another. We uh, began talking. He could hear the, the passion that I had for fitness and, and wanting to get better. And he said, you know what, just keep coming in on Tuesdays, we'll work together. And we literally took the Mike Boyle system and didn't really do anything different out of what they do and what they prescribe. We just scaled it to us. And one of the biggest things that made it such a success for us is the communication. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I would tell Ken, like, oh, I don't want to do that because this hurts or, you know, something like that. Or, hey, Ken, you know what? I was thinking we did this last week. I've gone and I've watched some videos and I read some of Mike's books. He talks about this. Well, what if we modify it this way and do this exercise? Mm-hmm. And, and then we, like I said, we literally just took things and used their principles as a framework and then threw it against the wall to see if it would stick. How could we adapt that to the cerebral palsy world? Yeah. I mean, you know what? That That's awesome because like seeing you, like I, I, I see you doing um, sled pushes and things like that. And then, man, if that doesn't, that doesn't inspire some people, like I see you push it hard and I'm <laughs> like, wow, you know? And I think, one of the first things I stumbled upon when I found you in 2018 was you doing a sled push, but it was adapted to you. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. You know, like in, in seeing it. And then now I was like, man, you know, it's good that you, you're, you're doing this and you're, and you're putting it out there because then PTs out there, you know, trainers out there can go to this, see it and be like, or, or even reach out to you maybe and find yeah. out, you know, who your trainers are and talk to them. Be like, Hey, I have a patient, you know, that has uh, CP and I'm trying to uh, create a program for them. Um, you know, like, what do you suggest type of thing? And, and that's, what's awesome. A hundred percent. I No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Oh yeah. 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 Um, so I mean, that, that's awesome. And you know, it, it's, it really helps the community better each other and learn from each other. Just as what I'm trying to do with this podcast is have people learn from it and with others experiences, yours being from, from the patient side. And so in you discussing the communication, I think that is definitely key. Yeah. I think, you know what, like that isn't, that is so important, whether it's a handicapped uh, client coach relationship yeah. or able-bodied coach relationship. I yep. mean, or any relationship in life, honestly, there needs, there needs to be that communication, mm-hmm. you know, because, because when I, when I go into a gym or I talk to other fitness professionals, I don't want it to be just me learning from them. Right. Mm-hmm. I want, I want to go in there and I want to be able to teach and serve them just like they're teaching and serving me. And at the end of the day, I know that this this podcast is geared towards mostly fitness professionals and the healthcare workers and everything. So thank them for the work that they do. But so often we talk about always wanting to grow, always wanting to push ourselves and, and, you know, grow our knowledge, right? Well, what better way to do that than to work with a handicapped athlete? And I understand that, that may sound a little biased, but here's what I say that. It's great to help somebody lose weight. It's great to help somebody have a six pack and look better on the beach. Those are all awesome things and they shouldn't be discounted. But by working with a handicapped athlete like you do on a daily basis, that is trying to learn to walk again or is trying to get ready for a Spartan race, whatever it is, yeah, that's giving them, or when you work with a handicapped athlete, you're not just helping those people get that six pack or do that stuff. Yeah. You're really helping them do everyday activities. And yes. in my mind, there's no better ROI on that time spent. And I completely understand that there, there needs to be money made and that that may not be your full passion. But if you want to grow as a fitness professional, I highly suggest jumping in the deep end with both feet and saying, you know what, I'm going to work with this population because it's going to be so rewarding and I'm going to learn a lot. Awesome. Awesome. So bringing it back to the podcast stuff and everything. So I know uh, that you started a podcast. So can you tell listeners why you started that podcast? You're in season one, correct? Uh, actually, we have three seasons out, but well, oh. uh, we've recorded three seasons, but there's only one up on Spotify and Google uh, Play as, as of right now. Okay. We're, working, we're working with the editors to get those other two seasons out. But basically, we started the podcast. It was a good friend of mine, and she's an amputee. Mm-hmm. And I obviously have cerebral palsy. She runs her own uh, nonprofit organization. And just like in any industry, we, we realized that there was a lot of competition. And it can sometimes be a little cutthroat and people cutting corners and not really wanting to work together. And, and we, we said to ourselves, like, listen, our missions may be a little bit different, but if we come together, the overall goal is the same and we can accomplish more together than we can apart, right? So our, our goal with the podcast was to bring on these handicapped athletes, medical professionals, fitness professionals, yeah. anybody that had a story and 
give them the stage to share their story, mm-hmm. just similar to what I try to do with Handicapal Fitness, so that somebody may hear it and they mm-hmm. might be sparked to go work with a handicapped athlete or go out and try that Spartan race or go out and get into the gym, whatever that fitness meaning for them is or living their best fitness life, you know, they might find the encouragement to go out and do that. So we really wanted to give people the opportunity to share their story in hopes that it might inspire somebody else down the road. So let's talk about this then. So having the podcast and everything and you being guests on podcasts, I'm sure how many podcasts have you been on? Do you, do you know? You know what? Clubhouse has been a beautiful thing and it's allowed <laughs> me to, it's, it's allowed me to really get out there. And I've probably been a guest on probably 20 podcasts by now, I'd say. So I'm thankful awesome. for each and each and every one of those opportunities. So it's been great. So let's just share share with the listeners then of like the people or stories or relationships that form from uh, podcasts that you've been on or you've had people on on your podcasts. What is one that really like kind of sticks out? You know what? It's been crazy because we had so many great guests on. We had Steph Hammerman. She is the first level two CrossFit coach with cerebral palsy. Um, Oh wow! And and she's also a cancer survivor as well. And she's just really kicking butt with her own online Mm -hmm. fitness business called Staying Driven Fitness. And it's been really humbling to hear that. We've also had uh, a woman by the name of Kim Deckerel. Um, Kim is visually impaired and she is a CrossFit beast. I mean, she she just goes to the CrossFit games and just dominates. I mean, it's like, it's wild to see, Yeah. Um, you know, and then we've had people on from, from Oser, the prosthetic companies. We had David Rare, the founder of um, the Adaptive Training Foundation down in Dallas, Texas. We've had people on from the Challenge Athletes Foundation. So really we kind of ran the gamut of so many different organizations and so many different types of people. Yeah. Is there one that like you're looking, like if you could call them out right now, is there one person that you're like, man, I would love to have them on you, anybody. Like you're talking about somebody that I haven't had on yet that I would love to have on. Yeah. Oh, you're putting me on the spot here. I mean, call them out. the, (laughs) The list is pretty long, but I will say there is the announcer for, the Chicago White Sox. Okay. His name is Jason Barnes, I believe. I probably right. fumbled his last name, but he has cerebral palsy. And uh, oh. I I would love, love, love to meet him and interact with him because my first love was sports. And the whole reason why I tried to get into broadcasting or got into broadcasting was simply because I wanted to get into sports. So to see him do the things that he's doing, I absolutely respect and would love to just pick his brain as to how he got to the level that he got to. But honestly too, and these people aren't in the handicapable community, but I I would love to be on the Ellen show, meet Robin Robert. And you know what? I'm going to say it right now. It's going to happen. It's not, it's not, will it happen? It's, when, when it happen. happens Be- yep. because 
because it's, that's definitely going to happen. But, um, you know, th- those are a couple of people that I really look up to and really admire, but the list is so long. Got it. All right, guys, if you heard that and you know Jason Barnes somehow or know of some connection to him or Ellen, the connection, uh, the show notes will have links to James. So you can definitely help him out and help him get these people on or get him on, on, on their shows as well. Um, let's come on, let's come at, come together as a community. We can, we can figure it out. I love, um, I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. No, no, uh, every episode I try to do that for everyone. I'm like, call, call whoever you want out. You know, but, but honestly, Nate, listen, it, I mean, as much as I would love to be on those people's shows or interact with those people, I will literally talk to anybody because I'm so passionate about this mission of handicapped fitness um, that I want to let everybody know about it because it's truly changing lives and i'm here to serve people at the end of the day somebody asked me because i was listening to a podcast the other day and they they said what is your version of home and what they meant by that was how do you feel the most comfortable what brings you the most joy so i really thought about it and uh one, one of those things or probably the biggest thing is helping other people because I've been given so much in life that if I can turn around and give people a fraction of what I've been given in the experiences, then, then that to me is the biggest win that you could ever ask for. James, and I just want to highlight this. That's really the power of speech, right? Because if you, if you didn't start publishing this, if you didn't start your Instagram, all this stuff that you've been doing, this mission that you're trying to, to get more people on board of, it would never have happened. I mean, not saying that it would never happen, but it would have took a lot longer time. No, I know. I know exactly what you're saying. And, and I appreciate you saying that, but this stuff wouldn't, wouldn't also have happened if it wasn't for people like you that support the page, people like you that support the organization whether it be monetarily clicking the like button on Facebook or Instagram, sending me DMs, these handicapped athletes that are featured on these, on this page, all you guys collectively are the real MVPs of why handicapped fitness has grown Mm -hmm. into what it has. And that's simply because of everybody who believes in this mission and has gotten behind it. I tell people all the time, I'm just the face of it. (laughs) <laughs> you guys are the true stars of the show and what really make this thing go. So thank you. And you know what? I just want to highlight some of the quotes that you have on there just because these have stood out to me. One was aspire to inspire before you expire. That, that one's deep. And then <laughs> there's this, uh, the, another one. Don't ever save anything for a special occasion. Being alive is a special occasion. I think that. You know what, like, you know, especially the first one that, that, that really resonates with me big time. But with that, I think this last year with COVID has -hmm. really taught us how, how fragile life is. And I want to encourage people, whether it's fitness related or music related or whatever your dream is, don't hold back on it because at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, you can fail. Right. And, but regardless of whether you fail or not, 
you're going to learn something in the process of why you failed or, or you're going to learn something from it. And a perfect example, just to bring it back to me a little bit yeah. was growing up. All I wanted to do was, was radio, radio, radio. Then next thing you know, I get laid off and I'm, I'm going, Oh my gosh, that was my identity. What, you what know, am what am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? Fast forward five, six years later, here I am today, the founder of a nonprofit, being able to travel the country, do motivational speaking, and yep. never in a million years did I ever see that being my life's direction. So really take the bull by the horns and just go after it and see what happens. I love that. I love that. So James, I just want to ask you this is you inspire so many people, but there has to be someone who inspires you. Who's that? Mm, man, this is another great question. If honestly, it's the people that have invested in me and handicapped athletes. Um, I have a good friend and, a, and somebody I mentor who, and if you guys follow the page, you've probably seen him because he's, he's a beast. His name is Trandon. Uh, he also has cerebral palsy and his is a little bit different than mine in mm-hmm. the, in that it's more severe, but he doesn't let anything stop him. He goes after it and really makes it happen and just really puts into perspective, like James, you have nothing to complain about. You have to get up and make it happen. And then two, and this is the biggest one, God, because I didn't touch upon this in the open, but I was born three months premature. I, but I was born quote unquote normal. Then when I was about one, I went in for a hernia operation. It was during that hernia operation, the mask came off my face and my brain was without air for five and a half minutes, which caused the cerebral palsy. They didn't tell my family that. My family just realized that I wasn't hitting certain milestones. They called up Children's Hospital and shortly thereafter, that's when I was diagnosed with this CP. But the simple fact that I'm sitting here today and I'm having this conversation with you, that's nothing short of a miracle. And I, I can't waste the opportunity. So I'm only here doing the things that I'm doing today because of God. And then everybody who's invested in my journey, when I'm feeling lazy and I, you know, don't want to go to the gym and I'm, you know, struggling to do the things I'm, I need to do and I'm supposed, supposed to be doing, I think of everybody that's helped me get to this point. I know if I take the day off and I don't do those things, That's letting them down. And I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And then from a big standpoint, one of my biggest mentors is David Goggins. I'm a David Goggins mega fan. So he's another person that I would love to meet, love to pick his brain and and really learn from. So those are just a couple of people that inspired me. Sorry for such a long answer. Oh, no, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. I, I love David Goggins too. I mean, I love his book and hearing his story of like, how many times he failed and, and, you know, kept getting back up, kept getting back up. Exactly. I mean, it's funny because he commented on one of my videos of me walking in my walker and I fangirled out. Like I was a 17 year old <laughs> in, in, in school, seeing the Backstreet Boys or something. I was like, Oh my God, David Goggins, <laughs> I can die and go to heaven now. Cause David Goggins recognized me working out. So that was a, humbling humbling moment for sure that's awesome all right well we're coming to the end of the podcast here and i'm trying to introduce a new 
kind of segment where we uh, use these things called pod decks. Okay, nice. Yeah. Yep. From uh, my, my boy, uh, Travis Brown. Uh, he's, he's one of my mentors, actually. And um, so he created these decks, and it basically helps with the interviews and things like that. So we have a question here. If you had a personal mascot, what would it be? I would probably say a superhero because that's kind of the the premise of handicapable fitness. I tell people all the time mm. that cerebral palsy is my superpower. That's what I want people to realize is that once you change your perspective, you shouldn't look at it as a disadvantage. You should really look at it as an advantage because there's so many doors that can be open and relationships that can be built off of that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I guess mine would be a turtle, but I mean, I just like turtles. Okay, okay. <laughs> Were you gonna say wolves because I have a wolves shirt? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was waiting for it. I'm like, okay, he's gonna say wolves, but tur- turtles, like, I get, I, 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 I can get down with that. Yeah, I just think they're they're very graceful in, in uh, stature and everything. Absolutely. Well, there, there you go. I like it. What is something you hate, but you wish you loved? Oh, man. I would probably say water. I don't drink enough water. I really, really don't. I actually drink a ton of coffee. Uh-huh. But I, I, drink, I drink it black without any sugar in it. So, yeah. so it's okay. I try to keep it healthy. But I really need to up the water game and, and really get serious about that. But I'm sick of going to the bathroom every five minutes. <laughs> I mean... Hey, I did this thing called the seven five day hard challenge, and yes, you had to drink like a gallon, a of, gallon water of water a day. Yes. Oh my god. Honestly, I think that would be the hardest part for me to do that challenge. I can do the two workouts a day. I could probably even do the two workouts, one outside, one inside, whatever the case may be. And I can definitely read ten pages in a book, but the gallon of water, I don't know. That might that might take me out. It does. It does. Because <laughs> especially if you're driving, you're like, oh man, oh well. Uh, well. <laughs> and, and during a pandemic, yeah, every, all the bathrooms are closed, so you can't find anywhere to go. Yeah, it's like, what do you do? But did you, so? Did you complete it? I did not complete it. Been restarting it. Um, I've gone as far as thirty days. And okay, what? I, I to go back. What? Let's go, buddy. Let's make it happen. Oh, yeah, we're going to. We're going to. I actually read a story of about someone um, that it took them three years to do it, and they finally did it. Okay, nice. They, right? There you go. Well, I have 110% faith in you that you can <laughs> make it happen. I, all right, all right. Thank you. Yeah, so what, what would mine be? Mustard, maybe? I don't know. I just you, don't, you don't like mustard? I can't get down with mustard. No? No. Oh, man. Man, I mean, this might sound weird, but like when I was really tracking, because there was there was a time where when I was losing all the weight and everything, I uh-huh. was super anal about my calories in. I would track everything, weigh everything, and mustard I put on almost everything because it was zero calorie and it added flavor. Oh, so. so little trick there gotcha but but it's it's one of those things though i've eaten so many eggs that i've talked myself into hating eggs now really yeah like i don't hate them hate's a very strong word but it's hard for me to eat eggs i ate eggs two to three hard-boiled eggs a day for like three or four years 
Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of what I do with, with my breakfast. It's like, all right, two hard boiled eggs and, you know, I have my coffee and yeah, okay, a there, piece yeah. of bread or something. There, but, there you go. But yeah. Um, so maybe I'll end up hitting eggs. <laughs> <laughs> what technology do you wish existed? Oh man. What technology do I wish existed? I wish I had access to, I mean, th this technology does exist. So I'm going to bend the question a little bit to fit my answer, but I wish I had the capabilities to have a private jet or it doesn't even need to be a private jet. Cause I'm not fancy like that, yeah. but I just, I just want to be able to travel mm. when, whenever possible to go to Hawaii or to, to go to all these different places. So if they had like an Uber for planes, yeah, I think, I think that would be cool. And they, pr they probably do have a service like that. I just don't know about it and I probably can't afford it anyway. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's, let's get him on a plane, uh, Uber, whatever, if there is one out there. So last question, what would be your best day ever? Oh man. My best day ever would be somewhere on a beach, uh, surrounded by, uh, friends and family. Okay. And, and doing something sports related. And actually, I'll, I'll add this to it. Um, I don't regret having CP at all. It, mm -hmm. It's opened up so many doors, so many different opportunities, and has allowed me to really connect with people in a way that I never thought was going to be possible. But I would love to play one NFL game just to see what it's like. And no, I'm not afraid of CTE or anything like that. I get that it's, you know, a part of the game. It's like, yeah. you know, but I would love to, you know, play, play a game with Tom Brady, catch a pass from him and be like, okay, there we go. But, so, so are the Patriots your, your team? They're my team, buddy. Um, okay. I'm, I'm in Boston. So I, so I'm a diehard Boston sports fan. I actually have a tattoo on my back. It takes up the, whole top of my back it's the city of boston That's and then cool. it has each has each one of the sports team's logos on it then it says boston strong for the marathon bombing uh, on it so, yeah. so so I'm a, I'm a boston sports fanatic how do you feel about him in tampa and winning it actually? oh i oh i love it i i'm i'm team brady when it comes to when it comes to that i think bill belichick he let his ego get in the way yeah, and I was kind of happy to see the Patriots kind of eat their words this <laughs> year, and I was full fledged, full on Brady and Gronk. So, got it, got it. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. I mean I'm a, I'm a Saints fan, so I've had to deal with my bumps and bruises, I guess. You guys may be in a little bit of trouble with um, Drew, Drew Brees retiring. He was another legend. I mean it's crazy, you yep. know. I, I feel we're similar in age and we grew up watching Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, you know, Drew Brees. And now yeah. these guys are retiring and I'm like, Oh man, like these are some golden years that are coming to an end. Yep. Yep. Definitely. And, and you know, that that's why you just got to enjoy the moment when it's there. A hundred percent. I got one Super Bowl, So I'm happy about that. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll take it and you'll get some more. I mean, you guys got, a lot of talent. I think I would yeah. love to see them hang on to Teddy Bridgewater, but I don't know if, I don't know if they will. What do you think about Taysom Hill? 
Uh, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is uh, a Swiss Army knife. He could be the best tight end in the world if he would just commit to it. Yeah, ex- exactly. He's not a quarterback. Uh, that's, that's my take. No, I think we saw it back in the day with Cordell Stewart. We saw it with all these guys, even Michael Vick. Michael Vick had his issues, obviously. Yeah. But these running quarterbacks, they just don't last because you're not supposed to get hit by a freight train every and, play. And, and they're, and and they're getting get faster. They're getting exactly. faster. A- exactly. So I think if you want to have a, su- a sustainable career, mm-hmm. you have to be a quarterback because the rules of the game are so catered towards the quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they might as well put flags on them and, and just say, okay, you're not allowed to touch the quarterback because – I mean, honestly, Tom Brady takes great care of his body, but also what's made him so sustainable is that you just can't hit the quarterback anymore. Drew yeah. Brees, Drew Brees, the same thing. I mean, he had his injuries, broken ribs this year and yeah. injuries that he's faced, but he he was able to play as long as he did because they're just you're just not allowed to hit the quarterback. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But I mean that that that's where the money is. That's why you got to protect you got to protect the assets. Exactly. Um, so guys, if you like that those uh, questions with pod decks, uh, I'm gonna leave the link in the description. Go get yourself a deck, and you know it, it makes for a fun interview, but also makes for a fun uh, game to bring out during uh, parties. You can find some interesting stuff out about your friends and family. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, James. Uh, if the people want to work with you and work with your, your, your nonprofit, uh, how can they do that? Visit handycapablefitness.com, H-A-N-D-I, capablefitness.com. All the social media links are there. The email is there. Send a message. Would love to hear from you. I get back to everybody. So thank you for even inquiring. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for uh, coming on the podcast, James. I hope the listeners, I hope you guys were able to take away a good amount of lessons there from uh, Jane's perspective here and to help you with your practices and help you uh, maybe even like, like James said, take, take the challenge to work with some handicapable athletes and to really hone in on your skill. Absolutely. Hey, hey, Nate, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for supporting Handicapable Fitness the way that you do. And I look forward to talking to you soon, buddy. Thank you. And for the listeners, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe for more episodes. And we'll see you on the next one. Peace, guys. For more inspiring conversations like this one, I invite you to join my free Facebook group, Healthcare Hacks and Connections. Also, be sure to subscribe, rate, review on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lastly, be sure to follow our socials on Instagram, thepodcast underscore doc and Nate Novice on Facebook. Thank you and have a great day.